everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lennon. And this is Volume Up by the Tees. All right, Jeff. So out in the world, Dove, you know, genius marketers. Kudos mm-hmm. to Dove, right? Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of great things bringing awareness. But now they're bringing awareness to your underarms. And I don't really like saying that, but yeah, no. I just did. <laughs> Let's not bring awareness. Let's do the opposite. Let's not. I mean, I guess it's <laughs> I mean, the campaign is what? It's, it's doing what, Kelly? So the campaign, they've launched their new Dove Ultimate Antiperspirant, and they're doing little pop-ups around Manhattan, mm-hmm. um, really essentially advocating against toxic beauty standards. And so this new product offers hydrating care, and they're likening it to you know, we do so much with our face. There's mm-hmm. so much care there, our body, mm-hmm. our skin. Why does it not apply to the underarms? Sure. Sure. And I've never thought about it like that. <sighs> so again, kudos to those marketers. They're doing their damn thing. They um, are. <laughs> think twice and and more about underarms. I, I mean, like, mm. again, the, the campaign's cool. The little cute beauty fridges. We love to see it. Mm-hmm. Ew. I just like, ew. Ew. Here's the thing. Okay. And then this, then this goes to the natural, like non-toxic debate, yep. Yep. which I have tried so many, you know, non-toxic, mm-hmm. whatever, safe, clean deodorants. And I don't think they work. Sadly, it's true. Um, although I will say, because I've been on that journey too, um, everybody freaking us out about aluminum, yeah. et cetera, being of in um, antiperspirants. Um, I will say that Kosas makes a very okay. good... Um, I think that it's enzyme. Okay. About two cents. I've used both. Um, the unscented one is especially good. Natural, quote unquote. Uh-huh. Roller application, which is a little bit interesting. Okay. Um, just like you got to buckle in for that part. But it does its thing. It does not not work. Right. It works. It works. It, I, right. I should be more emphatic. Try that out. See it if works. that works. And you. if they're listening... They should sponsor the pod because clearly they've got an advocate in you. I was and they that. could Purchased convert me. They could. Right? Well, All we right. will see. So let's, let's, see. you should try it out. You can buy it. I buy mine at Sephora. Um, okay. Yeah. Give it a shot. Let us know. But kudos to Dove for making us think about these things. I and guess. talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Job well done. All right. On last week's episode, we talked with Derek Monroe. Derek is a three-time Emmy-nominated hairstylist as well as host, creator, and producer of his show, Behind the Scenes Beauty. Derek has proven himself as a talented and versatile hairstylist with exceptional skills working with wigs, extensions, and natural hair textures. But he is truly making waves on his own on that show with guest appearances from June Ambrose, the June Ambrose, Wendy Williams, again, the Wendy Williams, Wade mm-hmm. Minute, yeah, I mean, we could, yeah, <laughs> Oscar James, Raven Simone, and so, so many more. If you like learning more about the industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world, make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all of the places, at ReadTheTees, and send in questions to volumeofthetees.com. On this week's episode, we talked with Britta Cox. Britta is the founder of Aqueous and co-founder of K18. In 1999, she decided there had to be a better, healthier way to dry your hair, um, one that didn't include using a bulky friction causing bath towel been there done that mm-hmm. with her ski industry background knowledge of sports fiber technology and an entrepreneurial mindset she set out to find a fabric that alleviated the annoyance that she experienced and we all do the technological innovation that Britta implemented to create the aqueous beloved wraps and towels eventually led to a light bulb moment for her tech entrepreneur husband who after 10 years of research then created K18, the science-backed hair care brand, literally turning the industry on its head. Together, their approach to drying hair was rooted in avoiding the use of excess force and finding innovative ways to work with hair to create the ultimate healing routine. I've seen K18 literally everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I am super excited to hear more about it. Before we get to that interview and talk about K18, which we're all obsessing over, we're going to talk about something else that has been getting everybody a buzz, and that is mm-hmm. the Oscars, specifically what happened um, between a Mr. Chris Rock and a Mr. Will Smith regarding a joke that was made that landed very poorly, um, mm-hmm. some slapping, and then this conversation <laughs> around alopecia. So, Correct. I mean, like, we're not going to dissect the silliness. Um, we're two white folks. We're not getting into that. Um, but we can talk about 
the importance that this has caused in terms of raising awareness around alopecia. Um, millions and millions and millions of people around the world suffer from alopecia. And now it's squarely in the spotlight. Uh, mm. Kelly, what are your thoughts? You know, I think it's um, an unfortunate incident led to, if there is a silver lining, right, mm-hmm. to bringing awareness to alopecia and those who are suffering from this condition, how, you know, maybe a small bald patch on their head led to this, led to that, led to them mm-hmm. then being diagnosed. And so I think, I mean, Jada Pinkett Smith with her totally rocking her bald head is mm-hmm. ab. Absolutely stunning. If you recall a couple pods ago, in fact, I was like, mm-hmm. she won for I me. Know. I know you the did. The best hair or lack of because mm-hmm. she's absolutely stunning. Yep. I think women with bald heads are beautiful, but there's a lot of underlying struggle with that. I'm certain mm-hmm. with confidence and and wanting to fit in and, and, and the actual medical diagnosis of it all. So, you know, one thing for me is doing a little research. There was an article on the cut um, mm-hmm. and it was a, a woman named Gina Knight. And in, she talks about her story in 2012. She had her first child. She was like, what the heck's going on? My hair is falling mm-hmm. out. Been there, done that. Then she noticed a small bald spot, went to the doctor, said, stop braiding your hair, stop relaxing your hair. Four years later, uh, she then was diagnosed with a rare form of alopecia, which led her to blog about that on her (laughs) blog, Natural Bell, then creating her own product line. So, you know, silver linings, I'm glad that we're talking about it. I mean, what's your hot take? I mean, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, no, there's so much. There's so much. And and really, I mean, to your point, I think, thank God we're talking about it in this way, that the attention is shifting off of what was happening and more why it was noteworthy to begin with. Um, So kudos to Jada Pinkett-Smith for being so open about, you know, what it is that she's experiencing because so many other people are experiencing it too. Um, and with any luck, we'll be more sensitive in the future. Uh, yeah. We don't know what people are going through and maybe just like, don't say stupid SHIT. Yeah. You know, be kinder. That's something that keeps coming from this podcast too. I mean, so many of the quotes that we've got, like what are quotes that, you know, our guests live by? What is the advice that they've got? It's like, you know, be kind, be kind to everybody, be nice to people. And like, that is something we should all take away. Isn't it? It really is. It's a it very is. number one golden rule lesson. Exactly. I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, moving on, let's talk about what is happening on tease.com. That editorial team of ours is hard at work this week, uncovering industry news, looking into trends and diving into brands that you don't know, but you should. And we're going to give you some of our favorite headlines. Look, we just talked about the Oscars. So like, of course, we're going to talk about what the red carpet hairstyles and the ceremony looked like. Uh, Kelly, following last year's scaled down in-person show, we were all hoping for much more normal things when the 94th Academy Awards returned. Along with historic wins and a stellar performance, Beyonce, Billie Eilish, the Encanto cast, all of that, the star-studded affair also had its fair share of bizarre and downright shocking moments. We just talked about that at the top, which pretty much overshadowed everything, um, except for the hair. And we're going to talk about it. So our team went through their favorite looks. We talked to hairstylists, the pros that make these looks happen. Um, which of the looks were your favorite? So I have two. The first one is I love a menswear look. And so Kristen Stewart, that was everything for me. Like from, I mean, I've been known to be nicknamed blazer before because I love (laughs) me a blazer and she did it right. All kinds of right. The hair Mm -hmm. swept to the side, tousled, sexy as hell. Loved it. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's my one or two. And then Lupita is my second. So, oh, those braids. I mean, she was inspired by African figures in classical Greek art. And she was a vision. So that's, those are my looks. What about you? Okay. Well, I mean, I have a soft spot for the queen, Beyonce, Giselle Mm -hmm. Carter, Knowles, um, or Knowles Carter, rather. Um, so yeah, Beyonce looked incredible. Uh, the performance was shot in Compton where we actually had been earlier that day, which was kind of cool um, with the Compton Cowboys and their junior equestrian club. And that was just like, yeah, that the, 
tennis court performance, the yellow, the hair, like she looked incredible. So shout out to Neil Serena for making that look happen for both the performance and for the actual appearance at the ceremony. And then I think Lupita, she was on my list. I think Alana Heim, though, I was really into. I think she looked incredible. The Heim sisters always turn it out. So kudos to them, their team. They're doing the damn thing. The Oscars were great this year. I mean, sounds the, the, the yeah the, you know i mean there were yes. in terms of the the looks the the, the fashion i know the everyone was back like back yes. to bring it and that was yep. like the red carpet was like yes <laughs> i loved it so we needed that i think we all been you know we didn't need what happened later um yeah all right other things on the tease.com that we're into there was an article entitled a new version of the dyson airwrap is coming out this summer that you should know about if you were into air wraps just when you thought the Dyson Airwrap couldn't get any cooler or more innovative, in comes a new version that is set to take hair styling to entirely new heights, literally. Everyone's favorite viral hair tool is getting a massive upgrade, and we couldn't be more excited. Called the Dyson Airwrap Multi-Styler, this next-gen version launches summer 2022, so you won't have to wait too long. And if you were a fan of the OG Airwrap, just know that you can expect the same technology that you know and love along with additional new features and attachments that will ultimately help to improve styling all over. These improvements were added not only to make the air wrap much easier to use, but also to ensure that it's more functional across different hair types. We'd love to see it, Dyson. We do. So Kelly, do you currently air wrap? I don't, but I feel like I should. I really, really feel like I should. I mean, this tool for me, like certainly I love that it's going to work for all hair textures. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, come on. Yep. Come on, Let's right? Make it. Let's make it happen. Um, and I love the upgrade. I mean, all of the different attachments are wild. And I've got to believe that if I was styling hair every day, this would be such a useful, like, grab and go, works for everyone, multifaceted tool. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we expect this of you, Dyson, and you delivered. Mm-hmm. You delivered. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So go to the cheese.com, check that out. Uh, and last of the articles that came out most recently that we think that you should know about uh, is one that is entitled The House Just Passed the Crown Act for the Second Time. Here's what this means. So the U.S. just got one step closer to ending hair discrimination at the federal level. On Friday, March 18th, the U.S. House of Representatives passed the Crown Act, creating a respectful and open world for natural hair a bill that would ban race-based hair discrimination in the workplace and in federally funded programs like public housing. For those who aren't aware, this is the second time that this legislation has passed through the House. During September of 2020, the Crown Act was first passed and later blocked by the then Republican-led Senate, which, come on, guys. Come on. With this most recent passing, the bill will soon head to the Senate to be voted on under the guidance of legislative sponsors, Democratic New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, who's making things happen, and Rep. Bonnie Watson Coleman. And while the hope is that this time that things will be different, it's worth noting that the Senate is split 50-50. It could go either way. Um, But like, let's end hair discrimination already. So the question to you, Kelly, and our listeners is, have you called your senators and if the answer is no, let's all get on the line and let them Please know do. that they need to pass this legislation. For, Absolutely. You know. I mean, how is it 2022? Yeah. And we are literally talking about discrimination of basic hair textures. Yep. Yep. Like it, it gives me goosebumps and makes me irate. It is yep. absolutely ridiculous. Yep. And so please do call your senator. Yep. And let's please. put this in the past. Come Let's on. absolutely do that. Go to the tease.com. There's a ton of resources, including how to get a hold of your senator. Uh, so check out that important article, please. And let's get this passed. And as always, so much going on at the tease.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish the stories that salon bros and consumers care about every damn week. Next up, Jeffrey talks with Britta Cox, the founder of Aquius and co-founder of K18. Britta Cox is founder of Aquis and co-founder of K18. In 1990, Britta Cox decided there had to be a better, healthier way to dry your hair. One that didn't include using a bulky, friction-causing bath towel. And with her ski industry background, knowledge of sports fiber technology, and an entrepreneurial mindset, she set out to find a fabric that alleviated the annoyance that she experienced drying her hair. In partnership with a lab in Japan, she developed the now signature proprietary Aquatex fabric after months of testing. 
With this fabric, Britta was finally able to dry her hair the way that she wanted, protecting hair at its weakest when wet and resulting in a frizz-free, shiny, healthy hair uh, and less dry time. Next came the iconic design. In 1999, Britta secured the patent for the hands-free wrap shape, which to this date is the gold standard for the hair drying turban category. With over a million wraps and towels sold every year, Aquas is a beloved routine staple across the globe, delivering healthy hair with less. Britta, welcome to the Volume Up podcast. We are thrilled to have you here with us today. Thank you, Jeffrey. I'm thrilled to be with you. All right, let's just dive in. For those who've been living under a rock and don't really know what you've been up to, please tell us about your background, including the aforementioned ski industry background, like this and hair and not necessarily a natural fit, um, but you've certainly made a career out of it. We'd love to hear how that that sort of came to be. Yeah, cer- certainly. I mean, uh, the ski industry certainly is a, an interesting entry into, into beauty. But, uh-huh. you know, for me, beauty is, is just really about feeling your best with. And for me, it's less effort because mm. I want to live my life, enjoy my life. And the less I have to spend time primping and doing that, the better. Uh, so we can have adventures. So in the ski industry, I was exposed to the first wicking fibers that were wicking sweat away from your body that we were wearing under ski clothes to move the sweat away so we would feel comfortable as we're mm-hmm. as we're skiing and exercising. And that was my aha moment. You know, when I again that that as you introduced that horrible experience, this gigantic bulky bath towel that was sitting on your head. You're trying to do this balancing act, yep. <laughs> and 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 it doesn't work. It's give, crooking your neck, and then you take it off, and your hair is still drippy wet. And I never really blew dry my hair. And so it was just, I would, as I was postponed, how often I would want to wash it. It's just like, oh my gosh, the drying is such a hassle. Mm-hmm. So when I had my aha moment with like, well, if this material can move sweat, it's, you know, can't we move water quicker and do something? Cause this was very thin and lightweight. So mm-hmm. that was my goal that I set out to. I want a thin, lightweight towel, comfortable to wear on my head, gets the water out fast so I can get out the door and live my life. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, we, that was the time of, I went to the library to find, you know, <laughs> with microfiche, like who has invented these fibers and where do they come from? So I've, I found the company in Japan. It was, you know, a very large company, thousands of employees, hundred years old, you know, uh, just getting the attention of somebody because I'm on the phone and faxing. There was again, oh, no internet, free internet, machines. free all of that. Uh-huh. Uh, trying to get the attention of somebody in this large firm um, which was a feat in itself because they largely ignored me until they realized that faxes were coming all hours of the night. <laughs> and then they were like, I better talk to this girl. She's just annoying us. Um, and, you know, then they, I was not their usual customer. And that's why they had ignored me when I finally, you know, mm. you know, we met and, you know, years later and I sold my millionth towel and they gave me the free first class trip to Japan. Did they express their point of view of working with me? And, you know, they did not think I was their typical, you know, customer, but I, you know, I am somebody, a woman with long hair and a problem that Mm -hmm. I wanted to find a solution to that was Mm -hmm. unique. They didn't have, their customers weren't having, couldn't relate to it the same way. So uh, it was a, you know, it was a natural entry into and pivot from sports. And of course, as you start a business, you have to keep making money while you do your startup. So I kept you know doing this until I made some money and I could like jump and do my you know, startup, Aquas full-time. Incredible. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that personal hair journey. I mean, I think that our listeners, uh, obviously they're, they're beauty obsessed, they're hair obsessed. We all feel certain ways about our own hair, uh, which leads us to do things um, like, for example, starting a company. Um, what has it been like? Have you always worn your hair long? Um, do you sort of change it up with color? Like talk to us a little bit about that. You know, I grew up with very long hair. I had long hair mm-hmm. all through college. Uh, I've, have naturally blonde hair, but as I've gotten older and even, even post-college, I had to always highlight it if I wanted to keep my, you know, blonde hair of my youth. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've always been simple. I've been like wash and wear, do not, I rarely use a blow dryer, literally. Okay. I got my hair colored and washed last Wednesday. I have not Mm -hmm. washed it since my big, my big to go thing that I'm going somewhere special is I'm going to wash my hair and maybe I'll go get it styled. And maybe Mm -hmm. I'll take a curling iron to it with very light heat. I put on the lowest Mm -hmm. setting. I just find that the stronger and healthier hair is naturally the less you need to do to it. It's kind Mm -hmm. of the same with like, I think it's almost like the skinification of hair. 
If mm-hmm. you have nice skin, if you just concentrate on having nice, smooth skin, you don't have to wear a lot of, you know, makeups and foundations and cover-ups and, you know, you can just kind of let it shine through. And so that's always been my approach is taking a very natural, healthy, um, kind of holistic approach to hair. And so the less you do, and honestly, if you think about it, think about kids and how beautiful kids' hair is. Ugh, you don't I touch know. your hair. You don't do anything. To the, the less you do to your hair, the better it is. However, we all want to express ourselves differently, right? So yes. maybe, maybe I do want to curl my hair or go through a certain style or have it pink or highlight it. So we are using chemicals and we are doing things that we know are damaging to our hair. So, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of the, the, how we ended up jumping from Aquas to K-18. We started learning so much about hair and we started learning so much about the industry and how the industry and our habits, like how little we knew about our hair. <laughs> it really was Aquas taught us so much, you know, like people were saying, this hair is making my hair stronger, shinier, less frizz, you know, more wash and wear, more reliably, better hair. And we, and, you know, like we're thinking how in the world is a towel doing that? You know what, oh. but there was, so onset of social media, because mm-hmm. we hear that one-on-one with meeting people in person, but as social media, and then all of a sudden this ab- abundance of reviews of, you know, people telling you the same thing. And my husband then uh-huh. paying attention to this, like, and he's got a very science brain. The day we met, uh, he gave me a book called The Biology of Belief. It's how cells talk to each other to prove their spirituality and consciousness oh. within the cells. And so, you know, this is just the way his mind goes. So he started really getting every book on the chemistry of hair, the physics of hair. And we started learning about what Aquas was doing and what the bonds are in the hair, what gives the hair strength, what it's made of. And we just had these like aha moments, like, oh my gosh, you know what? The industry is working against us getting our best hair. Our habits, people don't even understand their hair. You know, like, for example, people know very much about what to eat, how to exercise, Mm -hmm. um, what things are good for their body. They're tracking things with Fitbits and everything else is being tracked and measured. The last thing people do not understand is how their hair works. Mm -hmm. So I have a hair hack I like to tell everybody. Lay it on us. Something super simple is if everybody just washed their hair at the end of the shower instead of the beginning we would have better hair because <laughs> I know it, it's shocking. Like once you learn that you go, Oh my gosh, how does everybody do this backwards? Mm-hmm. I'm and, recounting my own shower this morning. So you've already blown my mind. So if you think about hair is made of keratin, same thing as our fingernails, our nails are very strong. When they're dry, we put them in water. They get very weak and pliable, more prone to breakage. The same thing happens to our hair within minutes of getting wet, the hair starts to absorb that water. It starts to swell and we have layers of cuticles. The swelling pushes those cuticles up and every strand of hair snags on the strand next to it and it causes tangling. So the longer we've been in the shower, the more our hair tangled. So what did we do? What did the industry do? They created this thing called, first it's called cream rinse. Now it's called conditioner. Conditioner works like spackle. You have holes in your wall, you fill it with spackle. <laughs> You know, the conditioner just fills in these upraised cuticles so that your hair feels smooth and it combs out, but then you rinse it out and you go out in humidity and your hair goes frizzy and you wonder why that happened. Mm -hmm. So what Aquas was doing by wicking that water out of your hair quickly was helping reduce the swelling of the hair, helping the cuticles start to lay flat and giving you healthy, stronger, shiny hair with less frizz. So there was such an obvious scientific explanation and we just felt like our job is really just to help people understand their hair. And so, you continue to do that. So, I mean, first, as, as we've been talking about, it's Aquas. We're going to get to K-18 in a second, but yeah. I want to pick up on something that you mentioned, which is a sort of a sleeper hit. You're mm-hmm. working with your husband mm-hmm. in a full-time... So you mentioned, again, his sort of science brain, your background. What is it like working with a significant other? Some people might think that it's a dream. Others, a nightmare. Would love to hear about it from someone who's doing this now. <laughs> you know, for several years. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it definitely comes with pros and cons. I mean, I think, you know, Savina and I each separately in our lives before we even met each other, we were very, very um, focused on our businesses and very determined, very, you know, we get really deep and we, we are very curious and adventurous. And we, so once we're learning something, we need to know, we just go deep And when we actually met at a tech conference in Silicon Valley, 
Mm. So, and he was doing his thing. I was doing mine. His background was computer uh, consumer products. He was in a tech startup. I had a consumer product company. I had a tech idea. So we would just, we were fast friends first, and we were talking almost daily about our respective ventures and learning from each other and mentoring each other. And so it almost like started with this. And, you know, so I guess, you know, the benefit is, um, you know, it's, it's the entrepreneurial journey can be lonely. It is, you go through troughs and highs and lows and, you know, I mean, and you often don't have people to really on that day-to-day work through the hard stuff with you. I mean, I joined CEO groups, I joined different groups, um, founder groups, and maybe you'd meet once a month or, you know, have these one-on-one sessions to learn things, but these things happen daily. And like, and we are committed to daily. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like to have someone who jumps into your business and is as passionate and owns it in their heart the way you do and you're living and breathing it is honestly great, you know, and somebody who's so high level thinker, I couldn't have hired that person, you know, I couldn't have afforded oh, to hire that person. Yep. Let's you know? <laughs> and it just, so, you know, the downside is, you know, we never get a break. We never have an off button. And we've, I mean, I think we both even chose that in our personal lives before that. Um, I didn't knowingly not have children. I always thought I'm so young. This is not an issue, you know, mm-hmm. and then time goes by and you're like, whoa, I'm kind of old, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, whoa, okay. A lot of time went by and you know, you, you miss out on certain family things and different things. And I just think that we've both each been very committed because we love what we do. And we're, just, as long as we're learning and doing new things, we're passionate and, you know, you know, K-18 is what really brought, honestly, new life into both of us also, again, in our business, because it was, you know, such a game changer. And, you know, and so, yeah, yeah. There's well, we're no going to get to K-18 because this yeah. is, I mean, as you very well know, a cult product, a fate, like people are obsessed and with good reasons. We're going to talk about that, but I, I do just want to peel back a little bit about Aquas in terms of, I mean, again, you had a problem. You sought out a solution based on your experience in a previous or prior industry. But what was it like to get this off of the ground? I mean, we talked about sort of you meeting your husband and and your business and his and, and how things came I, together. I jumped but, for about 10 years. Which, <laughs> agree, right. So I want to go backward. Let's go back in time. Let's talk about what it was like to get this off the ground, because that's, again, what our audience is really interested in. They know and love Aquas. How the heck did it get off the ground? Like, how do we get to a million turbines? Like, how, yeah. what? You know, and I honestly, I, I actually, I think a lot during COVID, a lot of people are looking and questioning what they're doing. So I'm talking to more mm-hmm. and more individual people that I just know who just, keep, you know, hey, I got a question. I got this idea. I'm trying to start up something. And I had a conversation yesterday in the middle of everything else. And, you know, yes, it's like, she's got an idea for a patent. She's like, what do I do? You patented, you know, Aquas. How do you do that? Is yep. it worth the money? Where do you do it? What is it really protect? Uh, can you really defend it? All these questions you have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think, and, you know, my advice to her is like, first, you got to really just think about what do you want to do and how committed are, are you? And do you want to make this a business? And I knew right away that, you know, I was full on in and I, it's, I mean, it's interesting because you have an idea and you go, wow, this solves a real true problem. So mm-hmm. one, I mean, you could just got to ask yourself, you know, is this a viable business? And for me, I'm like, every woman needs a hair towel to dry their hair faster. Everybody wants to save time. Everybody wants better hair. Every woman, every man, everybody. So everybody. I knew the market was big. So that was, you know, check that box. And then, you know, it's just a matter of like, can I get the global exclusive rights to this product? Can I make that? Can I make this product? Can I get the rights mm-hmm. to this product? Um, and then you just start making a daily list, just like we all make those daily lists. Like, what do I need to do this first? Like call and connect with the people who can make it. And then it's like, what do you, what are the priorities? It's so much common sense really. And it just, it is common sense. Like what okay. solution am I trying to solve and what do I need to make in order to solve that pol- solution? Fair. Like, Fair. I mean, you're, you're making it sound much easier, but, but, but it is maybe that easy too. You know, I think it just, you, you really just every single day are, you know, looking at things that are going to get you to that goal. I need to, I need to solve this problem. I got to create this product, you know, and then you look at the market who, for who is this, 
product for? How do I get to those people? And at that time, way back then, there, you know, again, no internet, no D to C, no websites. You know, there was. So I made a list of who are the customers I need to sell to, and and there was no beauty stores. There was no Sephora. Yeah, exactly. There was even with the department stores, there was no place for another product. Every big, you know, Lancome had their clinic, mm-hmm. had their counter. They owned their space. Mm-hmm. And where did I have to think? I'm like looking at the store. I'm walking through the stores. I'm like, where am I going to go? Where, mm-hmm. where is this product going to go? Like I ended up going to stores like Bed Bath and Beyond and what was linens and things at that point and Strouds. And then I went to Macy's department store. And mm-hmm. I called the towel bar. I'm like, you're the towel bar. It's your job to look at towels. And this is a really special towel. And I literally got to the DMM. And she's like, okay, we'll try a thousand and four stores. This is going to be like dancing flowers last year. I'm like, no dancing flowers. This is not a novelty product. Yeah, not at all. You know that thing? That dancing yeah, oh, no, product, I'm, like I'm really fully... bass fish that yes. was like this popular product? Yep. No, I mean, this is something that everybody needs. So I knew she's like, well, great. Because I went to her with an idea. She's like come back to me with a package and a name. And I'm like, and so because I had previously also was, uh, had a lot of access to uh, people in the uh, designers and illustrators in the ad agencies. So I went to some of my friends and I had them help me make a package and come up with a name. Okay. Aquas is just the yeah. word of water. Aqua, Aquas. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was kind of a no brainer. That name I felt really good with right away. And I knew I couldn't just fold it and put a towel up and say, hey, this towel is going to be, you know, three times as expensive as your very big, heavy, bulky, big, thick bath towels. You know, mm-hmm. I need to explain what it is. So, you know, I need to write it right on the package. What is it? It has to be in a package. It has to be folded. And it was the first time a towel was ever presented and sold as, as an item like that. (laughs) So even in Macy's, you know, I got a, a, did a nice display. So I created a display that basically looked like a napkin holder. I was like, stack them this way, hang one on the outside so you can see it, put a sign next to it. So I explain what it is. is Yep. I mean, these things really were common sense, you know, and it seems now it's like, well, this is a merchandising thing. Did you hire a merchant? (laughs) No, just like your consumer walk through and think from, I think it is always putting on the consumer lens. I think that was one of the tricks is always looking at it from the point of view is what does the person need and what is their experience? Where are they, if I want to buy a hair towel, I don't even know there's, you know, this is a issue like, or a possibility to solve. Like, no, it hadn't been done, you know, and there was no real great place to go spontaneously. Like usually it'd be in the, the cosmetic floor or in a Sephora, people are walking in and wanting to feel inspired, wanting to feel beautiful, looking yep. for things, you know, trying to discover things. You go to a towel department, you're looking for, hey, my bathroom's green. I want to set a right. green wall. That's going to work. Not very exactly. spontaneous. You know, so I had to really like, whoa, I got to get their attention, you know, and stand out. And, you know, we ran newspaper ads, you know, and and so I just, I honestly, for the first 10 years, I had not one salesperson because I, one of my mistakes and being naive is I had too small of a margin because I thought, you know, this this towel is already so expensive. Macy's was like, this is the price we think we can max sell it for. I'm like, well, I can live on that. And, um, you know, not really realizing how much you really need to spend on the marketing and all the markup. So I really didn't even have a commission for sales reps. So, you know, I literally did all the sales for 10 years. Um, yeah. I mean, it was just dialing for dollars. And, you know, so I, I call on Neiman. Neiman Marcus was an early customer. And uh, we got into the uh, credit card mailers. So they did an insert there. So, you know, so you just start being creative and, and finding the ways. And, and then as marketing in the world changes, of course, you just always have to be open-minded and, you know, looking at how the world is changing and adapting to it as it comes. So social media and the internet just allowed for a, a new way to access people, and yeah. you know, so let's talk about that a little bit. How how is Aquas accessing people then now? I mean, in 2022, given all of the distractions, all of the things yeah. that are going on in the world, like how are you communicating with your customer? So it's it's a little harder with a you know a non-consumable product like Aquas. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, we just mm-hmm. had our our well, they, we said it was our 30th year anniversary last year, but I think COVID we skipped a year, so we were yeah, like really we all skipped it, like a non-year. Yeah. So really, it was my 31st. We we're like it's my 30th anniversary, 
And we had people who showed us their towel that was like 20 years old. And they're like, oh my gosh, my towel I bought 30 years old. Like, okay, incredible. Buy, just buy another one. You know? yeah. <laughs> Please. Um, you know, and you know, people buy it, they they love it, they keep it. It's something really personal to them. Um, they gift it. They so gifting is a, a, a way of you know repurchasing or doing different colors and having things more fun and doing partnerships. So, you know. The paid marketing doesn't work as well because you don't get the lifetime value out of the customer the way you can on a consumable. Um, you know, it doesn't really lend itself to subscription models, for example. Yep. Um, and so it's really about word of mouth and just being mm-hmm. the best quality ever and relying on getting it into the, you know, into the hands of the right, you know, the night right retailers, getting space and location where people are going to be able to find, it. of course, you know, our social media is is really more um, just consumer awareness and kind of top of funnel, but we don't do paid ads and and that so much on 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 Aquas. It just doesn't it doesn't pay. It doesn't pay. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. And and why do it if you don't need to? I yeah. mean, that's the other thing. I mean, like you've got again thirty plus years. But it's 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 insane. So congratulations, firstly, on that. The Thank other you. thing that you keep talking about, and I'm so excited. So we're gonna do it. Is K eighteen. So Aquas in full. You got all of this insight, all of this information from your customers over decades, um, which informed this other incredible innovation. So talk to us about K- K-18. It is taking over everywhere. Like y- you can't walk into anywhere. Like everybody's talking about it. So just like, let's rip it off. Thank How did you. it come to super. be? Like, let's please, please, please. We're, we're all ears. We're super excited. I mean, you know, the more we learned about the biology of hair, you know, the more we realize how much there was that could be done in hair that has not, because everything was looked at it from a cosmetic chemistry. Let me make it feel better, look better, but it wasn't fixing the true problem. It was actually creating problem, more problems for your hair. So when you have so many, a proliferation of, of products and people are still not happy with their hair, you got a basic problem, mm-hmm. right? It just doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. So and it was so clear the reason because they weren't addressing the hair itself. There were topical fixes, like I like I mentioned earlier on that conditioner, putting a lot of conditioners on your hair that weren't solving inherently the problem itself and addressing the problem. They were only like weighing the hair down with more product that put mm-hmm. more layers of buildup. Then you had to use harsher shampoos to get that buildup off. And then your hair was dried out. And then you were in this vicious circle of damage. And, and so we're just like having like, how, how is this possible that the industry hasn't progressed in a hundred years? And so when you look at the biology of hair, what gives it strengths is, you know, three bonds and the dipole and the keratin chain. So hydrogen bond, salt bond, disulfide bond. Aquas was addressing the hydrogen bond, which is a bond that can break and be reformed just like your nails get you know weak and then strong again. The disulfide bond gets broken. It cannot be, you know, repaired, but, you know, the bond builders came along and did it temporarily on a superficial cortex level, went into the hair, but kind of the basic levels. But the true thing that gives hair strength is the keratin chains. They're in the deepest part of the cortex of the hair and they run vertically up the hair to, you know, like the length of the hair, which is where hair breaks. It doesn't really break across the horizontal axis, you know, maybe inside in the superficial layers. So, you know, you know, and it was really Sabine thinking, you know, what created the hair in the first place? We need to mimic the biology that created that hair in the first place and reform it and renew it from the deepest levels inside the hair. How is that done? So he went on this, you know, the mission and, you know, now we partnered with our you know, chief scientists and mapped the entire keratin genome. And so that is, you know, if you look at every amino acid in hair and you take every combination, possible combination of amino acids, there's almost like, I think it's 1,242 could be, I think the number possibilities. So we tested every single possibility uh, first in the computer to see what might be potentially viable. And then yep. ones that were viable, narrowing it down, doing it in a lab and, you know, to find K18 as the particular sequence that can go into the deepest layers of the hair to the keratin chains and repair the hair in a way that's never happened before. So the beauty of it is like, we really believe in fewer ingredients um, that really just help that, that K18 peptide get in so it can do its work 
um, and repair the hair without weighing it down. So that's, what's kind of beautiful and why, you know, like I kind of, you would find, cause I've, I've told you, I've always been kind of a wash and wear hair girl, but I never knew what kind of my hair would look like on day one. It'd be like, Oh, it could be a little like wacko, or I might need a little heat if I wanted to kind of calm down or whatever. Katina, we hear this across the board gives you your wash and wear hair day one. Mm-hmm. And because you've not put a lot of product on your hair, it doesn't also weigh it down. And then I don't have to wash it as often either. So I jumped off that damage train. You know, I just like, <laughs> I'm not partaking in that. I'm going to work with the natural hair I was given, keep it as strong as I can. And, and what that does, it also allows you to be able to express yourself the way you want. So if you do keep Absolutely. your hair healthy, I want it to be pink. I can dye it pink and it can stand up to that. With confidence. No, absolutely. And and what a product for the moment. I mean, people, I think, given what we've been talking about throughout this conversation, I mean, the world is is what it is. This COVID thing that's never ending. So much stress. I mean, like, why continue destructive habits if you can fix something like fewer ingredients, like easier? Like this is the product, for, which is frankly why it's so popular. So let's, I mean, as a founder, did you expect it to take off in the way that it has? I mean, this is, as I say, like a cult product and, and it's not been on market for terribly long in the scheme of things. Um, did you expect this at all? Like, talk to us about this, the reception. You know, we really knew that the science and the product was huge. We knew it was a total game changer. Our biggest fear, <laughs> frankly, was that we were not going to be successful getting it to market because <laughs> You know, having a great product is one thing and, and marketing it well is another. Totally. And yep. there are lots of companies who do not have good product and they have they can tell a great story and they market really well and people are buying it. Mm-hmm. So like we needed those two things to line up. And, you know, in March 2020, we were not there yet with like the name. What do we even call it? The name, mm-hmm. like the <laughs> team. We didn't have anything. And and then we went into a pandemic. <laughs> like, we're like, great. <laughs> you know, we were going to do a D to C and we were just starting to, to test a D to C model. We're like, okay, pivot that. Yep. Um, and we're like, you know, we, we really went to the pros first. I mean, yep. where the professionals are our North star. I mean, they are the, they are the ones who see most directly the benefits and the power of K-18. Because if you are, and Savine, um, Savine's from India, black hair. He's now been platinum for about a year, you know, so you're taking hair to level 10 and, and he wants it really fast because he doesn't want to sit around long. He's like, give me some stronger weight, but I got to be yep. out of here faster. So like, okay. Um, so, you know, when they are taking and pushing hair to the limit because that customer chooses that they they're willing to take that risk with their stylist holding hands or colorist and holding hands going, yeah, I want to go platinum and I got black hair. I'm, you know, yes, it can break off and it could melt off and all this stuff can happen, <laughs> you know, and they, they're the ones who are used to feeling what hair under those conditions can get really gummy and feel really stretchy. And, you know, they use K18. Um, it's a two-step in the professional service and that in the bleach and chemical serve. And they're like, OMG, like, I have never, ever been able to do this and have hair feel this good. And it was actually Christine Thompson at Spoken Wheel. Um, she's the you know partner there and the colorist. And she is, you know, top of her game, top of the industry. She does a lot of corrective colors. And she took a level 10 in one single day. And the person, this was actually a model. We were doing it on a model. And she was supposed to have not been pre-colored and have, you know, been pre-bleached before. And the day before we like, no, she has been, we found out, we're like, whoa, that is not a good thing to take black hair to level 10 in a single day. And they've got, you know, been pre pre-colored. And so it was, you know, it was going to be an interesting day. mind you. We have this whole crew of people there yep. and, you know, Christine, and she had to re-bleach her over and over to keep getting more color out. And, and, um, at the end of the day, and we, she was, I think she came into bleach at like nine in the morning and multiple services. And I think we were trying to get her out by six or we're going to hit overtime. And I think it was like 515, you know, Christine's doing her final washout. And she's like, and she had worn black leather gloves that day or black gloves to wash her hair. And she's, she's going through the hair. And she's like, scream. She's going, oh my gosh, I've never felt hair so good before. And she's like, this is amazing. Look at this, everybody. 
and everybody's like going around going, wow, look at that hair. She was wearing black gloves because she wanted to show like no hairs were breaking off. Yeah. She wow. says, like, normally when we'll do this, like the hairs are breaking and customers Every don't, yep. you know, don't want to see that. And we'll stuff oh. them in the back pockets yep. or throw them in a garbage, broken hair at the garbage can or they're like in the towel, the pro salon towel in the back. And she's like, none of that. And it was just like, so those moments when that colorist who really is the best in the business and knows what they can do and what they've been able to do in their past has such a, you know, profound experience with the power of K-18. Like that is the magic, you know, we're like, our job is to get it in the hands of more people using it and it's game over. We just, so we, that's our, that's been our motto from the beginning is like, let's get in the hands of professionals who really know and let them share it out. So, um, and the beauty with K-18, especially during COVID is more people went to Zoom. So we were able to do more global training. So we're in over 50 countries and we're, we're wow. educating people globally, you know, incredible because we can scale it mm-hmm. and because they were spending time at home and because they were getting on Zoom. And then the other piece that's so magical about, you know, K-18 is that it's so fast. It works in four minutes. So a colorist is not like they had to with bond builders have to schedule extra time in exactly. their schedule. It's huge big, right? They could, they didn't. And if you hadn't scheduled, sorry, you don't get this thing. That's right. going to keep your Can't hair from breaking yeah. off. No, exactly. you know? like, sorry, you don't have time to save yep. your hair. You know? um, so that was a big game changer because they could, you know, they could include the service, have a better outcome. And literally, honestly, these stylists also make more money, which is important for them when they mm-hmm. have, they couldn't see very many people during COVID. They needed to exactly. be able to give a great service, make some money, and great, great results so make everybody happy. Yeah. And speaking of making everybody happy, uh, we've been talking about the K-18 for pros, but obviously also formulated for consumers, at-home users. People are able to purchase it at retailers like Sephora, um, mm-hmm. where we've seen, again, the sort of explosive popularity. Talk to us a little bit about, again, social media for K-18 as compared to Aquas. I mean, like, what has the approach of digital storytelling been in this space versus again, what it is that had been established with Aquas. I think, you know, with, with both brands, you know, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok for the launch with Sephora. I mean, so we just launched K18 in December, 2020. <laughs> and then we launched Sephora uh, December 26th, 2021. So a year later, ideally we would have been a little bit longer out and had a little bit more time, but you know, for reasons, it was just, it was time. It was, it was the right time to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we've very much brought the salons and professionals into that whole scenario sure. um, to be our advocates and to work alongside, because it's really an ecosystem. You can discover K18 from your salon, and then you can go repurchase at Sephora or a exactly. consumer finds it at Sephora and they go to their salon and go, gosh, are you using this? Or, oh, you do have K18, please. Yes. Do use it during my yep. color blue service because I've experienced it. And it's amazing. And um, so, you know, we've gone big on TikTok. We find that TikTok is way more democratic. And if you've mm-hmm. got some great content, it can it can ignite virally. And, you know, we had a really fun experience with our TikTok. <laughs> yeah, we did uh, our, our hair flip hashtag challenge um, and the K-18 hair flip. We have 10.4 billion views. And yeah, it's just, it's crazy. crazy outstanding. We were like, if we could do a billion views, it'd be great. You know? And, and then we're like, Oh, we're going to hit two. And then it's just like, yeah. kept going, kept going, kept going. And we're, it's outstanding. And, you know, we wrote that song. That's the hair flip song. And we got, um, uh, Tamar Jade from the voice to sing it. It is so catchy and so fun. I mean, it's, it's just, it was outstanding. Our team. And so, you know, it kind of just goes back to our team. I just feel like, you know, so fortunate to have, you know, been able to bring on a fantastic team of people. And we did it again, you know, kind of organically. We didn't hire recruiters. We just built it from getting great people in the beginning who also wanted to bring in their best partners that they knew could help support when the areas we needed. And it was just, you know, with like-minded people who are exceptionally good at what they do, work really hard, super crazy smart, and super passionate about wanting to do it. And honestly, we're we're just having so much fun 
because everybody loves what they're doing. They were super passionate about all the things we've achieved. And, you know, it's for Savine and I, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, we've got this incredible team, you know, and all this stuff we were trying to do in March, 2020, like us writing copy, I was doing like pretending to be creative director, doing how-to videos. And now we've just got this amazing team of people and, you know, we went from 20 people in uh, this March 2020 to we're just over 60 people now. Incredible. And, um, yeah. So I think, you know, just super proud, super excited to bring something, a technology and a science that deserved to get its day that it's happening. And uh, yeah. Well, and congratulations on the success today. I mean, we know that there are huge things in store. There's already huge things happening, but sky's apparently the limit for you guys, uh, for K18 in particular. Uh, but this doesn't happen by accident. And you've sort of established as we've gone through this conversation that this is hard work. It's it's you late hours at night doing copy for things that, you, you know, eventually you'd have a team for. Um, let's talk about that experience as being a, a woman entrepreneur. Uh, I don't know that all of our podcast listeners know, but the Tease Media was established by a woman founder. We're very proud about that fact um, and certainly are very, very supportive of women making moves within the beauty industry, um, part of why we were thrilled to be chatting with you. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about your experience, if you don't mind, about what it's been like as a woman founder within the beauty space, because traditionally it's, it's not been woman founded, um, which is a problem in a lot of regards. Uh, so yeah. we'd love to just hear your insights about your experience when you've been in the industry for so long. Yeah. I think it's definitely getting much better from when I started. I mean, obviously when I started, uh, there were not a lot of women in, in, in beauty and, uh, you know, I think now women and just how I explained earlier that the Japanese recognized my unique personal experience and what I could bring in a unique way to create a, a market they didn't even know existed. Um, and that's where there's so many beauty founders now who do have unique voices and viewpoints and understandings of things to create products and bring them to market of what's truly needed and what women want. So I think, you know, they're recognized much, much more now. Um, that said, there's still a lot of the big, big companies and a lot of the executives still, you know, are not as many women on the boards and yes. as many women executives. So, you know, cause these are old multi-generational families. Yes, absolutely. Women. Established players. Yep. Yeah. Sort of entrenched so, yeah. in power, in fact, um, which is why, like, again, your success is all the more, I think, noteworthy um, because it's sort of in spite of like, there's all of these other obstacles and, and you um, have persevered through it. And I think that we're very excited to be able to chat with you and to, to share in your success. I mean, this is, a, is huge. And, and we're so excited that you sort of trailblaze for others, uh, which is important. I mean, as women see the example of people like yourself, they're similarly inspired to like, really, as you've even said, like they've reached out to you and said, I'm not really sure. I want to do this. I've got this idea. Like, should I pursue a patent? And that's that, you know, the, the possibilities are really endless um, now, thanks to, to folks like yourself, which brings me to my question of what changes do you hope to see? Um, I mean, you're at the helm of changing the industry in your own way. Um, what else would you like to see happen um, to maybe open up space for, for other folks? Well, absolutely. You know, more women executives, more women being put on boards. And I think COVID brought out some of that, some of the things that, you know, have happened in the last couple of years of getting more women and minorities and different people mm -hmm. onto boards and, I think the more we just focus what I've always done, and I think we can continue to need to just, just, I never thought about like, I'm a, the only woman going to Japan and I'm meeting a boardroom full of men only. And the only woman in the room is serving me tea and she's wearing a uniform yeah. or <laughs> they're hiring somebody to come to dinner with me to make offset the woman thing with me. Like, you know, in a previous life, I was in China for, in 1984 and lived there for four months. And those business people used to hire this opera singer to sit with me at dinner, to talk to me, to wow. just balance it out, you know? Um, so I think you just have to not get hung up on like, Oh, I'm fighting against them. You just do you, you, you just got to perform. You got to be really good at what you do. You just can't take things personally. You can't let fear, limit you 
you just have to have confidence to know you, you, you've got a unique thing you bring to this. And, you know, whether you're as smart or smarter or willing to work harder, or you just have a unique viewpoint, just, you know, just do it. (laughs) I think you asked one of the questions was, and I didn't even think about it, but um, Phil Knight was always my, and I can't think of the, but it like, all every quote that I love came from Phil Knight from <laughs> Nike yeah. and um, Shoe Dog, his book Shoe Dog. Oh my gosh, amazing! You know, and that's a, a guy who just persevered through everything, just like we all have to persevere as entrepreneurs, men, women. I mean, there's no easy path to doing it, there's no you know, leapfrogs, but I think funding has been is getting better. Uh, there's a lot more women VC groups. Mm-hmm. Like Springboard Capital Management is one of our investors. They very much support women businesses. So there's more and more of these groups that you just you need to align yourself with like-minded people. And you know, rather than going up and beating your head against the wall with the, talking to the wrong people who are just never going to let you break through. Just, you know, I think the more and the what you guys are doing and what you know Kelly started and what you're doing to just bring people together like we need to learn from each other that's why i took this girl's call in the middle of everything else yesterday and i just said look anytime you have this question you're trying to make decisions now and she's a she's a hair uh, stylist and you know she's between all these meetings and she doesn't know if her clients going to be later on time so mm-hmm. for us each of schedule points i'm like look just call me spontaneously if you got a question just like hey i got a quick question just like ask me you know, and you can't do that to everybody because it just, you know, that, you know, and I do, I have so many people over the years who've asked me questions about entrepreneurs and sometimes, you know, they're serious. Sometimes, you know, they're like, they're not going to ever do anything. So I'm like, I don't want to waste my time because I know she's not really serious. She's kind of like, and that happened with, you know, a girl that was kind of like a taken care of kind of girl. And she just kind of wants to feel like she's an entrepreneur. <laughs> I don't want to spend any more time. But for those people who are like, Oh my God, I want to do this. This is like life and death. This is my career. This is my future. I want to, you know, do it while I'm raising my daughter. And how do I make all this? You don't have time to make bad decisions. And if we can help people make better decisions so they can reach their path faster and have a better chance of getting there, then, you know, it's, we should do it and we're going to help each other. So I really should. what you guys are doing. Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, in the spirit of fast. We've got these quick takes. We ask these questions of all of our guests. Some of them are actually new. So these are newer quick takes. Um, And we're going to wrap up our interview with these. So Britta, first up, and we talked about this, Phil Knight. So quote you love, you love everything that Phil Knight's saying, basically. Is there something in particular that you've got that you really think that our our listeners should hear? Oh my God. I've had his quotes pulled up before and I don't even remember them now. I think everybody can do their their due diligence and and do a Google search, which brings us to the next question. But what is the last thing? Oh, no, please. please, please, Just do do it. Phil Knight, just do it. The Nike slogan. Just do it. Just go ahead and do it, guys. Uh, The last Google search of yours that you feel like sharing might be too sensitive. You know, I've been just searching on freaking Ukraine. Honestly, I'll have to tell you, I've been going, I've been searching because of my history so many years ago, spending time in China, I've been looking at maps and seeing, you know, I, I'm so intrigued how these more dictator type countries have such long range ways of looking at things. Mm-hmm. And when I was in China in 1984, there was no super highway and they, they just had a plan and they, they were mostly farmers and mostly there was no private enterprise. And I was over there with a joint venture group. So China was joint venturing with other countries to quickly learn about how to do business, right? They had gone to Japan and saw the uh, the railway system or the, the super trains and how fast they were. And they were, you know, the Chinese came back and they were just so discouraged about how far behind they were that they were determined to get ahead quickly. So in my lifetime, how much change I've seen in these countries, I've just been going down a lot of deep rabbit holes and searching things about, I'm looking at the new, well, I think, I think they're supposed to be having it done by uh, 20, I don't know what year it is. could be 2034, the whole train that's going to connect all the way from China, all the way through across to to Europe and go through, you know, go through Africa. It's going to connect the world. And I'm like, 
wondering where this is going. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think you are I, not alone in this, Britta. I think we are uh, all doing some dark <laughs> yeah. searching of the soul. Uh, things are, you know, they are, are what they are. And we're all watching the situation develop. These are heavy times. Let's let's be real. Yeah. Um, we, <laughs> truly, truly. We talked a little bit earlier about like Kate Teen and the incredible trend on TikTok, uh, hair flipping and all. What is the cringiest thing that you yourself have tried in terms of trends? I mean, I know you're not really into the trends. We've established that, that thus the products that you've created. But, you know, from time to time, we all fall. Anything? The, la- the last real trend I think I kind of just went can think back to is like the eighties hair, that whole teased high hair, the desperately seeking Susan or desperately seeking something. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I did. I did fall into that. And I see pictures back then. I'm like, what was I what thinking? Were you thinking? Exactly. I and mean, we all have that, but this yeah. is, this is just real life. Um, what animal are you most like and why? Um, well, I guess it's you're the tiger and I am a tiger. So I guess I'm a little bit fearless. I like adventure. Um, and I like risk a bit and I, I can see it animals. So yeah, no, the tigers are beautiful. And I think that that's kind of perfect. Uh, what is one product that you can't live with? You've got two and you cannot name either one of them. So it can't be Aquas and it can't be K-18. What is there something else out there in the world that our listeners should know about you as an expert in your field? What do you use? Can't live without. Truly just any, um, lip balm that is natural and has propolis in it. So like bee wax, and it's a very natural antifungal. It's naturally protective and nourishing without drying your lips out. So I've constantly, this is my makeup bag. <laughs> There's always a little tiny, I love it. lip thing in there. It's just tiny. <laughs> this is very on brand for you now that we've gotten to know you. That Everybody yeah. that can't see it right now, teeny tiny bag, not a surprise. Um, what is, we, we talked about Phil Knight, we talked about advice for entrepreneurs, but separately from that, maybe our listener is a pro hairstylist in Topeka, Kansas. How did they get to the top of their industry? How do they get to the top of where they want to be? Um, what is some general advice maybe you've got for them? And maybe it's just borrowing from Phil Knight. You just got to do it. Love to hear it. Well, if you're talking about a pro stylist, I guess they really just, in what aspect do they want to be at the top of their game? Um, do they want to be doing the best hair? Do they want to be doing the best style and being on the runways and magazines and the, the highest end fashion shows and couture clothing? Or do they want to be the best educators and be on stage and be known for that? I think, you know, I think with anything to be at the top of your game, you got to really sit back and think about what you want because time is so limiting. You want to put the time in to a path that's going to make you happy. And you have to be really honest with yourself about that. I mean, could not end more perfectly. That was incredibly said. Uh, Thank you for that. And for your time, Britta, before we really, truly go, how can people find you? Where can they find your products? I mean, people obviously know about K-18, but still, where should they go? What websites, what links, what can we drop? And we'll add everything into our show notes so that we can have our listeners just go right to it. But we'd love to hear about it from you. Okay. So if, uh, for me personally, I'm mm-hmm. Britta underscore Cox on Instagram. I'm Britta at aquas.com on my email. Um, for K-18 or Aquas, it's really best just to reach out and DM us, you know, because we're constantly changing the accessibility and where we, we are. Sure. Obviously, our website sites always have the most up-to-date information, especially, you know, as we scale globally. Um, with K-18, we have a locator, a uh, global locator. Beautiful. Yes. Of course you do. Of yep. course we do. We, yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Reach out. And TikTok, please go check us out on TikTok. Some I mean, let's add, let's rack up some time. billion more views on the, the, the challenge. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Oh, again, congrats. So like we're thank wrapped. You. This is great. This thank was fantastic. You. Really appreciate you being this open. And so thank you. This was a lot of fun. All right, Jeff, now that's a story, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. I mean, from Aquius to K-18, the involvement with her tech entrepreneur husband, there's a lot happening. And kudos yeah. to them because 
marketing on point, right? I'm seeing marketing, it everywhere. So good. And I and have an appreciation. This, that's what I'm saying. Like, good God. Like, it's not, K-18 has not been around for very long, as we all right. know, just launched within the pandemic. And it's literally everywhere. So we are thrilled to have been able to talk with Britta about how it got started, what they're up to. And it made me want to add to cards. So I've already made Same. my order. Um, and Same. if you haven't already, like, let's just get on it. Go ahead and do that. We should have a discount code. For that. <laughs> What's up with that? Be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tease and send in questions to volumeup at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.